From the Financial Times in New York, I'm Matt Garahan, and this is FT News. It's been a banner week for digital advertising, starting with Verizon's acquisition of Yahoo on Monday, and followed later in the week by record earnings from Google and Facebook. Joining me from San Francisco to discuss this and more is Richard Waters, our West Coast editor. Richard, do you want to kick off by telling me what's been happening? I mean, how, how, how big a week has this been? Well, it's, it's, uh, it's been a complete changing of the guard um, in the online advertising world. <clears throat> and we've seen this. This has been happening for a long time. But, you know, basically this week, all the pieces fell into place at once. And so you could see the landscape changing. Um, first, as you say, Yahoo... Uh, was bought by Verizon. Yahoo's been um, really on a on a death spiral. I think we can call it that for a long time. Its advertising revenues have been flat for years at a time when the industry has been taking off. This year, it's been actually declining fast by twenty percent. Um, and Verizon took it out, and Verizon's going to merge it with AOL and try and create you know a new force in digital advertising. So that was the old guard going away, if you like, um, and Twitter. Um, which is also you know, a walking wounded of the, if not the old guard yet, but definitely wounded, um, you know, warned that its advertising was actually stalling. So, you know, some, some bad news from those companies. On the other hand, as you say, you know, Google and Facebook absolutely um, produce scorching earnings that nobody in the financial markets are expecting. Both of these companies are accelerating. Their revenue growth is accelerating at a time when they're already dominant. Um, they already control nearly three quarters of all digital advertising. So a really stark contrast. And I guess the thing is that they're picking up growth or their growth is coming at the expense of these other players, right? It's come at the expense of the likes of, of Yahoo and Twitter where, where growth is flat or, or declining. Uh, yes, completely. I mean, I think, you know, I think for the world that you follow, the media world, you know, uh, dare I say it, the traditional media world, um, you know, there, there's a warning sign here too, because, you know, even as you see um, Google and, and Facebook uh, growing their, you know, their slice of the pie in digital, the digital pie itself is obviously growing tremendously and it's starting to eat into video. Um, and, you know, they, they, they have platforms now that, that are really well positioned to start you know, taking big chunks out of video advertising budgets as and when they go digital. And, I, you know, I would throw that back at you. I mean, how on earth are you know, some of these media companies feeling now? Well, they're all pretty nervous, aren't they? I mean, we, we've, um, we, we've written plenty about this. The, the, their, their future is, looks increasingly like it will be dominated by this duopoly, by Facebook and Google. And I know that within the media world, there was a lot of expectation or hope that that Yahoo um, AOL will become a, a third block or a third force as a sort of counter to to Google and Facebook. Personally, I don't n necessarily think that that they will. I mean, what what do you think? I mean, there, is there potential in that combination to create something that's viable and that can punch it above its weight with regards to Google and Facebook? Yeah, I mean, the two things you really need to create a really effective digital advertising platform are scale and efficiency. You know, the efficiency comes from data, from really knowing your customers. And, you know, we all know that Facebook has more data on 1.7 billion people than any other media company on earth. Um, and that Google knows about intent, you know, through search, they know what people are interested in at the very moment they might buy something. And so, you know, both these companies have tremendous, tremendously powerful data. Um, we shouldn't count Verizon out. Verizon... Uh, through its mobile customers, 
knows where they are, it knows who they are, it, it has a tremendous amount of information. And if it can combine that with AOL's uh, technology stack in advertising that it's been building, and quite an impressive technology stack, and with Yahoo's shrinking but still you know, considerable audience and brand online, you know, they could build something, but then it comes to scale. They've got to combine these things quickly. They've got to um, reignite growth at a time when Google and Facebook are running away with it all. So, you know, a real challenge, but they got the, they got the parts. You're right about scale. I mean, I, I was at the Cannes Lions advertising festival a few weeks ago, and this all the talk was about this, about how do you create scale for for brands and for buyers? I mean, how do you, you know, you, where will the third force come from? And Sir Martin Sorrell's WPP has actually been pretty active behind the scenes in talking to owners of advertising inventory like TV networks, 21st Century Fox, Time Warner and others about bringing their inventory together and, and pooling it in some way to give media buyers more options. Because currently if, you're a, if your job is to place media spending somewhere to advise brands on where they should be parking their money, you're increasingly looking at only two destinations. And that isn't great for them. It kind of makes their jobs redundant. And I think that we will see that in the in coming years. If they're unable to crack the duopoly, that the, the sort of media buying function will become less less and less relevant. What about Twitter? We, we, we You mentioned them briefly. I mean, they were, you know, for a long time, the sort of great white hope. I mean, is, is it inevitable that Twitter gets acquired to, to try and create the sort of scale or build the scale necessary to compete against Google and Facebook? Well, you know, increasingly, unfortunately, Twitter does look like it's being left left on the sidelines of this one. Um, you know, they obviously have a tremendously valuable product for the people that use it. They've built a huge audience of more than 300 million people. Uh, the advertising has done well. It's picked up. You know, they, they actually they supply something that nobody else does, which is a real sense of... Um, social commentary in the minute, you know, the where else would Donald Trump, after all, be able to say what he's saying? And that's, you know, that's a powerful thing, not just for a presidential candidate, but for marketers. Um, however, their advertising is stalled. Um, they, it's very, very hard to see now how they can compete at the scale they are trying to with Facebook. They simply haven't been able to persuade advertisers that they haven't been able to demonstrate the effectiveness of their advertising. They're still trying to build the tools to prove that. And they say that it's going to take them, you know, a long time to build those tools. I just don't think they're going to have the time right now. No, very, um, indeed. Um, that's very interesting. And for now, I, we're living in a Google, Facebook dominated world. Richard, thank you very much. Good to talk to you. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com.